Hello, guys. Uh, coming at you again. <laughs> we're those Suma guys, and this is episode three. Uh, we're calling this one Chasing a Unicorn. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm Mike Kerman, the owner of CrossFit Suma. I'm here with Sean Rimmer, the head coach. Sean, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one today. I think yeah, it's I was... very, uh, it can apply to everybody because i think we all kind of go into this a, a little bit sometime in our crossfit journey maybe more yeah. often than we want <laughs> yeah i was going to say the same thing i'm excited about today's topic might be a rainy sunday afternoon but uh we get to talk about uh something interesting today we're calling it chasing a unicorn it's really about uh expecting to pr on lifting days or heavy days um per pr being like personal record personal best lift um, and if you've been following along with us, uh, you know that, uh, at SUMA, we, we program at least one heavy day a week. Um, you know, you could go back and listen to the first episode, uh, of our podcast. We talked a little bit about our programming philosophy, but you should expect at least like one day a week of a heavy day, maybe even another like heavy lift thrown in, uh, somewhere else in the week. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about whether or not you know, how often maybe you should expect to hit a PR or uh, is it even, you know, feasible? We're going to talk about like factors that kind of go into that. Um, where do you want to start us out here today, Sean? Uh, I mean, I think just talking about like uh, the overarching kind of theme of today is uh, just like with lifting and PRs and this, this even goes into Metcons too, I think. Um, and it's like, there it's not expecting every time you do the same lift so we'll, we'll use a deadlift as an example and say we do it uh once or twice a month it's like not every time we do it expecting to get more weight and more weight and more weight and more weight or you know if we retest uh fran or whatever not expecting to get faster at that every single time you do it yeah and, uh, yeah like i think uh I, I don't know like I, it's a it's an interesting topic because I think a lot of people do it right yeah yeah I think the one of the main drivers of us wanting to do this episode today was uh you know on heavy days uh looking around the gym and seeing some of the like maybe the disappointment on the faces of some of our members who you know maybe they didn't get that gold star next to their name that day that they hit a PR uh and uh a little maybe a little disappointed uh that they that they didn't and that that goes for like could be a one rep max it could be a five rep max a three rep max like on days that we program that people are always kind of chasing that number that they had gotten uh previously for that for that range of reps right and uh you know uh, i think this that brings up a good point is like kind of knowing what like what the point of it is like you know we usually program like build to a heavy two rep whatever uh, for whatever we're doing that day. And it's like understanding that that doesn't necessarily mean a, a max for that. Day. It could be a max for that day, but it shouldn't be an overall max. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's like, it, I think you are right there. Uh, it's like that level of disappointment, especially when you see other people do it. Yes. And I think that this is like those other factors that you brought up at the beginning. I think this is a good segue into those. Yeah. 
is like there could be so many things of why they did and you didn't and like they are they should never it's like oil and water they should never be put together like you are you are your own person and they are their own person and their factors are going to be different than yours yeah no, that's a good segue we'll get into some of those factors i guess here now so um the first thing i jotted down were some of the factors maybe just a kind of a little focus here um some of the factors of that day like the same day factors that go into yeah. it um so the first thing that i jotted down you know factors that could influence whether or not you actually hit a pr that day um could be like your recovery so that's the mm -hmm. first thing that i jotted down so like how well recovered are you and there's a lot of factors that go into that you know we could touch on some of those things now like you know easy one is how well you slept last night uh yeah. You know, I think uh, for you as someone like a new parent of a of a of a young child, you could maybe speak to that. Yeah, point. there is a you know this because you know we're all part of a whoop group hashtag whoop, whoop group. Um, but it's uh, I think for the first little over a year that Charlie was born, and after she was born, uh, my average sleep was maybe like five hours a night, four and a half to five hours a night, and. I never once expected to like go into the gym and be like, I'm going to crush it today. Cause I was like, I have no idea. I'm just going to give whatever I can. And like, that's a big one for yeah. people too, is if you slept like crap the night before you're, you know, you're running on a reserve already because it's like the necessary part of sleep and recovery like you said is to allow your body to kind of get back to its status quo right yeah. if we're always sitting below that line because we don't recover enough it's going to be a long day no matter what it is yeah and like deep restorative sleep is actually where our body does uh heal itself in terms of muscles and, and yeah uh, you actually gain strength uh through sleep uh, uh, I, I've been saying this for a while since you've been getting more sleep. I'm like, uh, slept Sean is a scary, scary <laughs> thing, man. Gonna be we're getting back. <laughs> getting Charlie back. is nice enough to now give us like at least seven hours. Yeah. She's going to sleep 10 hours, 12 hours a night, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I see I see that as a common uh, thing among members is uh, a general lack of sleep among people. Second yeah. thing uh, would be like, nutrition so like you know how are you eating you know did you did you eat like a like an a-hole you know over the weekend and then get and come in on uh, monday and uh you know expect to do anything fabulous did you drink alcohol uh those things can have a huge effect on your same day readiness for a pr yeah well we've all done that where it's like you eat that uh super heavy or super sodium filled meal and you just feel bloated and you're just kind of like existing the next day because like your joints hurt or whatever and it's like again that's not a perfect scenario for a pr like you're to max out something or get it it's like you know your body is telling you something at that point it's telling you that you like you said you're being too much of an a-hole in one direction and you got to course correct back a little bit. And maybe that day is that day that you just got to move and just kind of flush it all out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think a big one too is uh, kind of on this recovery piece is thinking about like what you did the day before too. Yeah. Right. And like sleep aside, you can still get great sleep, but maybe it's like you absolutely 
put the gas pedal down on the workout bef- the day before and you are wrecked. Like you're like, I feel like I am, I am so sore and like, it's great that you did that. And you know, we're, the, the intensity thing that we talked about in episode one is yeah. important. And then it's like the next day, if, if you did that and then somebody else wasn't there the day before and they got a whole extra day to recover and it's like that's that same thing of like they come in and they get a heavy lift and the pr or whatever and then you don't you have to understand like that point of it too it's like the recovery off of the previous day of whatever that workout was yeah because that plays a big factor in it yeah for sure yeah i think you know people just don't know what's going on with other people and they just see those gold stars and a, a good point to that too is just uh, my next point was life and stress. So like, oh, yeah. are you a 20 year old, you know, kid with no job and no life stress? Or are you, you know, uh, you know, in your 40s with three kids and a full time job? And, uh, you know, what does your life look like the other hours? We talk about this a lot you know, outside of this podcast, you and I about just you know, the other 23 hours that you're not in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, does that like being on, you know, now that we're newly 34 months. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're celebrating the birthday week this week, you and I. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing. Like being on the other side of it now with like a kid and then, you know, full-time job and everything. It Man, sometimes it, we've talked about it. You just got to take a rest day or, you know, you, you do what you can and like that plays a big factor and I think um, sometimes people don't give that enough credence as far as uh, how it really affects them because like you know we've talked about it too is you know the gym should be a de-stressor not a stress inducer yeah and sometimes the de-stressor is just moving for the hour right and uh, if you put too much stress on yourself to PR or you know to to feel like you need to like kill it every day or whatever, like that's, you know, it's just going to compound on itself and you just kind of keep going down that, that hole a little bit more and more every day. But I think it really needs to be addressed too with people of like, what does, what does your everyday look like? Yeah. Is it stressful? Are you just running around looking for an, an hour of spare time? And like, that's a big one. Right. Yeah. And we, we called today's episode chasing a unicorn. Uh, because those PRs can be a little elusive, like like the mythical unicorn here. You're chasing something that might be just a little bit out of reach, uh, and and it might only come around, (laughs) who knows, it depends on all these factors that we're talking about today, how often you're going to uh, see see that. Yeah. Well, I think on that too is um, it's knowing that, um, you know, certain people, so you and I are people who've been doing it for 10 plus years and have been doing the same lifts for even longer or whatever. Uh, the maxes are the in-between and like PRing are going to, the gap is going to grow. Yeah. In between each one of those on the flip side, it's like somebody who is just coming in and they're going through the adaption, like their body is adapting to now this new stimulus of whatever it is, weightlifting or, running like whatever um they're gonna see prs frequently just because now it's like their body growing with it in that same exponential rate but there will be that plateau for them 
even when they stick for it for a long time. Like sooner or later, it does level itself out. But in the beginning, it's a steep uphill PR train that you're just riding it and loving life. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're mind meld right there. That was the next point that I was going to talk about too. This concept of training age. So yeah. how long have you been training for? Are you someone who's brand new? Have you been training, you know, like us for 10 years plus? Um, yeah, the, the, the older your training age is, the more few and far between your PRs are going to be. You're, yeah. you're just, your ceiling is just lower. You're just, you've been doing it for a long time. It's going to take a lot more effort uh, in the in-between to see those PRs. You're going to have to train for a lot longer you know, as a newbie, like you said, that you're getting PRs all the time. A lot of that is like neuromuscular adaptations yeah. in the beginning. So you're, you know, your mind muscle connection, you're just literally creating these new pathways in the beginning to, uh, and uh, you're just getting used to those, those weights and that movement. And you're going to see a lot of, a lot of PRs in the beginning uh, as a new lifter. So yeah, the whole concept of training age uh, is something that you need to consider. Yeah. And that you bring up a good point too, is like, uh you go to past episodes too it's we talked about skill days you know technique days like those like in the beginning you can be a little bit sloppier like per se with some technique and like you'll still get prs once you start getting up in that training age like you said it's like when you've been doing it for 10 12 15 years it's like now the the minute little technique differences make the world of difference for those prs like now your body and those that neuromuscular adaptation has has kind of leveled off in a way and now in order to do it i need to hammer technique or just certain skills to get that and i think that's a big thing too because then everybody just expects it again to keep coming without doing that little work and then again, it sets up for disappointment or whatever for never getting it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I and think that there's a a lot of lifts that we do that are very technique dependent in CrossFit. Yeah. Um. So that's a big factor. You know, if we're talking about PRing, um, let's use a back squat as an example uh, versus an Olympic lift like a clean or a snatch. A snatch is a great example, probably the most technique dependent lift that you will see inside of our yeah. walls. Um, a lot more technique involved in that snatch. So you can make a lot of gains just by improving your technique. Yeah. Um, there's still some technique involved in a back squat, but not as much as, as some of these Olympic lifts that we do. So, you know, it could just be a matter of of improving your technique to get that lift versus actually getting stronger at all. Right. Well, I think that that uh, can lead into the next piece too, is, um, you know, we'll, we'll take those two, like a back squat and a snatch too. And it's like, one is so technique driven and one is just more of a pure strength based thing. And it's like, uh, I wanted to bring up during this is like uh, for certain movements. So like the snatch being more of a technique thing, like a one pound PR is a big deal. Like, cause again, now you're just like adding like that little piece can be huge. Whereas like a 20 pound PR in a back squat is more like feasible just because of what it is. And it's more of a pure strength thing rather than the technique piece. So I think it's like also understanding that, like not expecting a 20 pound PR in your back squat and then being like, cool, now I can go get a 20 pound PR in my, my snatch too. Like they're going to be worlds apart right they're not necessarily correlated with one another right like to get stronger is good 
but then it's like to be more like technically proficient is going to be better for something else yeah. um and like crystal and i were talking about this uh in the car yesterday um something like a uh, uh like a shoulder press like a strict press is the same thing like you will man i it took, i have been stuck at a pr or like at the same number with a shoulder press for like five years me too yeah me too and then just like last year i finally was able to add a little bit to it but it's the same thing of like there's not a whole lot of technique there is but as far as technique relative yeah uh a shoulder press i think is one that we brought up because like man, you will be stuck at that. And like, even adding one pound is going to be an uphill battle once you get to that, like true one rep max. Uh, and man, it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just a matter of understanding that as a, you know, and uh, yeah. understanding that, 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 you know, those non-technical lifts could take a little bit longer in terms of actual building muscle, building strength uh, yeah. after, at a certain training age, you know, not expecting them yeah. all the time here and then i guess that kind of that kind of segues me into another point that i have i think like um so let's use that strict press as an example uh you know i i categorize my own personal prs mm -hmm. into two categories <laughs> one being ugly prs and one <laughs> being pretty prs yeah so a uh, strict press is a great example so like I have one strict press number in my, that I know that I can press up and over my head with really good technique. And then I have another number that I've done before that's in Wattify that I know did not look the same. I arched my back and pressed it out in front. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put that in my ugly PR category. So, you know, and I think everybody, you know, with a, a decent amount of training age can, can attest to this too. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, all right. So, Prior to coming on, we talked about that same article that we both yeah. read, and it was called, uh, it's called a unicorn or a horse's ass, right? Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, tag this article in the show notes uh, so people yeah. can read it, but that's what we got the idea for this, this episode name from. Yeah, but in there, it talks about that too, of like, <laughs> it's like when you start to just really, uh, you're so stubborn or like you get so meatheaded that you're just going to get it up there however you want. And like the, the threshold for injury just skyrockets because now you're like being a horse's ass while you're chasing that unicorn. Right. When it's like the, it, the whole point of the article is to try and like recognize being a smarter athlete versus a, like a, just a, like a meathead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like understanding that that choice that you have and yeah. like sometimes you know you're gonna do it because you're stubborn or whatever but then it's like the majority of the time you really just should understand like what is happening and how prs work or should work yeah 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 i think uh you know i think the more that we can encourage people to 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 maintain their form you know like you said the injury risk is less uh, but then you're going to see the benefits of uh, strengthening the muscles that you need to strengthen in order to get better at the lift. If you're setting all these kind of like, if you set an ugly PR, you're not necessarily helping yourself for the future. And you're probably going to make it much, much harder to ever beat that number uh, right. again, too. Yeah. 
And then I, I did, I wanted to be devil's advocate a little bit here, Mike, and I want to get your opinion on it is like those instances, cause we've all had them, right? So it's that day where it's like, come in and you're going to do a, uh, three rep max, uh, deadlift. We'll pick that. Okay. And now it's like the, the aligning of the stars has happened. You got like amazing sleep and like you ate perfectly and you're feeling like you could burn the world down and you come in and you do that and then you're in that that mode of like i think i could keep going heavier Mm -hmm. and then you do get a pr yeah right and i think that 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 is that you know that unicorn or that mythical beast of like you weren't expecting it and then it kind of shows up right and it's like kind of riding the high of that day is also a piece of this yeah you know and i think that's a that's kind of you you know you you have to you have to go off of how you feel right like you said it's like that that pr for the day or max for the day it's just a heavy day but then sometimes you're like you know what maybe i could get a little bit heavier and it's like take an extra five minutes and go for it or whatever and uh i wanted to get your opinion on that like yeah process too now that shouldn't be every day again that is the aligning of the stars of like you know, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. Maybe I, I want to do it. Yeah. Like, should you do it on a day like that? You should yeah. You attempt. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think, uh, now we'll, we'll like pull it back too. And we'll yeah. say it is a lifting day, like a lifting, gotcha. like it's that deadlift day. And that's all we're doing that day. Yeah. So it's like the conditions are right. This isn't in a Metcon. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think I'm probably going to, maybe think about chasing that that unicorn that day for sure um you know if the bar is feeling good your your form is you're maintaining your form throughout your sets as you get closer to that attempt yeah you know and here's where you know in the article too they talked about the person in this article took a huge jump uh you know like because they were chasing this number Right. So in the article, I think he went from like a, a 175 pound snatch to a 205 pound snatch. So he took like a, you know, you know, a 30 pound jump. Yeah. Um, well, and then they even have that uh, Matthias Steiner, the gold medal, uh, his in his 105 weight class in the 2008, his clean and jerk of 258 kilograms was a 10 or a 10 kilogram PR that he lifted and never lifted again in competition. So yeah. he got in that moment and he like, that's a huge jump too. That's 20 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. For people outside of weightlifting, that's like unheard of. You never see yeah. that. And uh, so like that, that's kind of uh, where my question was coming from with this and like what your thoughts is like, you know, he did it one time and then he never lifted it again in competition. And it's like, that's that, that like, microcosm of that day of like i felt perfect and like you said i stayed in perfect form and felt good and it's like what do you do with that (laughs) yeah 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 i think uh like uh kind of going i probably wouldn't take that you know in my example the 30 pound jump yeah i'm gonna gonna advocate for i can't say that i've never done it so (laughs) i'll just say that first but I'm now with where I'm at with my goals. And I think maybe that's something you could tie into it too. You know, my goals now are more health oriented and longevity oriented. 
Right. I'm not, I'm not going to take that 30 pound jump. I'm going to take maybe a 10 to 15, maybe a 10, 15 pound jump at the most. Uh, and as I get closer to that number, not take this huge jump just to, to see if it today's that my lucky day, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think, I think that uh, in the, in the article too, they talked about, it's like being a smart athlete. Um, and I forget where I heard this. Um, it might've been from Sherwood and Bosman, but it's like, uh, the, they were talking about the overhead squat and it's like, for like what you just said, the health and longevity of it is understanding that like things will go down. Like as you get older, your strength, uh, threshold decreases and like you lose muscle mass and you can't stop that. But even if you're still able to overhead squat an empty barbell, when you're 90 years old, you are going to be in the like top 1% of 1% of 1% of 90 year olds at that point. And it's like understanding that that is still just as good as getting an all time PR, like that longevity of it. Uh, and not like trying to kill yourself to just get the next heaviest weight. And then you stop doing it once you get to that, that top weight too. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, even going back to our first episode, just having that, that longevity piece in mind can help uh, you kind of set realistic expectations on a, like a heavy day just to be like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this for a while. And, you know, they will come, you know, you will see unicorns, but it doesn't, yeah. need, it doesn't need to be every time that you lift that barbell or that weight. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I think that's like the big thing is uh, it's just understanding. Uh, and again, we got this idea for, for this podcast from Crystal and she like, her whole thought process and like one statement about like this topic is if you get a PR every time you're doing something, it's not your true PR. And it's like understanding that once you hit your true PR, you shouldn't be PRing and maxing every day, right? Like that's where this extra work that we were talking about comes into it is like yeah. making sure that like, you're just realistic, right? And that, it's what we've been talking about is like make sure that you're not like having this false sense of like bravado that I need to kind of like kill it and get a new weight every single time I do the the lift or whatever it is yeah and I and on that point here like kind of the folk what should your focus be you know on that heavy day um for me I jotted down a couple of things like if you do you know let's use uh Let's use programming for this week. So tomorrow we have a one a heavy uh, like front squat complex coming up tomorrow on Monday. Gross. Um, yeah, <laughs> like a couple different uh, front squat variations. Uh, get working up to a heavy single. Nice. So you know tomorrow the focus is not going to be you know setting a new PR on your front squat, and it's going to be borderline impossible. But the focus. <laughs> It's going to be on, uh, you know, strengthening different positions in that front squat and building, building strength for the next time that we do test it. You know, Katie and I talk about this concept a lot of like training versus testing. You know, a majority of your, of your uh, lifting should be training to get stronger, to get better, to work on your technique. And very rarely should you be actually testing. Yes. Yeah. You know, maybe once or twice a year, it was, would be my. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, like, even in the most basic strength programming, like programs that there are, like weightlifting, like powerlifting versus Olympic lifting, 
it's like you're going through 12 week cycles where it's like maybe at the end and beginning of those 12 week cycles and that's just a very generic uh program right there but it's like yeah. you're testing once at the beginning and once at the end and that's you know a large portion of time that elapses between that where it's three months whereas like like you said where it's you should be testing again yeah that could be even longer like you said maybe it's six months right you said you're doing it twice a year and that's it right yeah. it should be something that you test every day yeah 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 and then that amount of training time could set you up for a potential pr at least makes it more realistic that it could happen right uh and then the other thing i jotted down too was like uh let's say we do program a one rem max of something one day and you see it on the board and you're you're working up towards it and uh you know you are maintaining your form throughout your warm-up sets you get up to a heavier rep and suddenly something breaks down a little bit right your form changes it's, it's not as good something happens let's take the front squat for example maybe your elbows are dropping or you're uh caving forward so i'm gonna advocate to to try and use that as like shift your focus from trying to hit a pr that day to uh how can i make this better for the next time like what is happening that i need to work on like yeah. it's, it's showing you a weak you know there's a showing you where you have a weakness what you need to work on whether that's your mobility for some people it might be a mobility issue it could be a, a weakness like in your core or your upper back in your front rack position like something's going to happen at at a weight that <laughs> it's going to show you where your weakness is at some point uh, so it's going to be like, go back to the drawing board a little bit after that and be like, yeah. what can I work on so that I don't cave it forward next time on my front squat when it gets heavy? Yeah. Uh, and I like that as well. It's, you know, everything is a learning, a learning process, right? It's learning about yourself. Um, every workout should be like that too. You know, all right, cool. I, um, I did Helen and, you know, one of my movements, my runs were slower, what, like whatever it is, like, um, and it's like, how do I take that to that drawing board, like you said, for the next time? Um, I, I really like doing that for myself as well. It's, uh, and then, you know, you need to sometimes just be like, I don't have it today. You know, it's just, we're going to go as heavy as we can and be cool with that. And like, that's where that max for the day comes in. And uh, I, I still think like, you should always be um you know present in everything that we do for the ability to learn off of it right no matter what it is and it's like the disappointment is the the big uh, emotion that comes forward with a lot of these things especially when it talks about pring but it's like it shouldn't you can be disappointed for like two minutes and then be like cool next time i'm gonna do like you said x y and z to get better so this doesn't happen again and i think that's what a lot of people should really kind of take from this heavy lifting or PRing or anything that we're talking about too is like always learn about yourself too here and like what you need to do not anybody else just you yep yeah going back to what you said in the beginning just like not worrying about what other people are doing because they might be at you know different stages in their training age career like we talked about before they they could have had all the recovery factors in place that day uh, you know, you got to focus on yourself and yeah. where you're at. Well, and I think uh, in that article, one of the lines that I really liked was uh, it says dream big, but be realistic and patient. 
you know yeah you if you're like i'm gonna deadlift 405 someday <laughs> like that's a good big dream and then it's like be realistic and patient on how long it's going to take to get there right yeah and then make a you know maybe talk to a coach and make yeah. a plan make a plan you know have a plan and work towards it and then you you can make it happen it's just but it's not going to happen without you know some planning and some patience yeah yeah but yeah i like uh again i was pretty excited about this topic uh and then i we talked about before this is like the end paragraph of that of that article i love it says uh sometimes you're truly riding a unicorn with a sword in the air and a cape billowing behind you while a minion shreds a solo on a flaming electric guitar. And sometimes you're just sitting on a log and yelling, giddy up. Right? It says smart athletes know the difference. So it's like when it's there and you're on that unicorn, ride it hard and ride it high. And then other times, know, know when you're just sitting on that log, right? And you just got to get through it. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good place to to wrap it up. I think uh, yeah. if you have any other questions for us, you know, uh, you could leave a comment on it. Uh, and you know, like I said, we have a lot of new ideas for future episodes, but give us some more. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Everybody yeah. likes to talk about lifting heavy, uh, so we'll see you in the gym, and you'll see if they're on Monday tomorrow. If there's any, uh, if anybody <laughs> catches a unicorn tomorrow, but uh, Sean, it was good talking to you today. These Have are a great those, Sunday. Yeah. Those Suma guys. We'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good one.